in this podcast episode, we want to introduce you to our BCEN friend, Deb Delaney. Janie Shoemaker and Mark Eggers talk with Deb Delaney about her career, what she did before nursing, how she got into nursing, and her passion for patient care. Come along with us as we talk to Deb about nursing then and now. This episode is called Notes from a Nurse Advocate. Hello! And welcome to BCN and Friends Podcast, where we hold interesting conversations about learning with a range of thought leaders, BCN certification holders, and industry professionals. But most importantly, to create value and insight for you, our professional nurses across the emergency spectrum. We hope you find our discussions interesting, informative, sometimes funny, sometimes serious, but always valuable. I'm Mark Eggers, Manager of Education and Technology Services at BCN, and one of your hosts for today. I'm joined by my co-host, Janie Shoemaker, CEO at BCN. Hi, Janie. Hi, Mark. In this episode of BCN and Friends, we have Dr. Deb Delaney. Janie, would you like to tell us about our BCN and friend, Dr. Delaney? Yes, Mark, I certainly would. Deb Delaney does hold her DNP. She also has CEN. She is one of our certified emergency nurses, and she's had nearly every role in the emergency department that one could possibly have. In 1989, she began at St. Vincent Hospital Emergency Department as a patient liaison, a role that was primarily transporting blood to the lab. No pneumatic tubes back in those days, Deb, I remember those days, and providing pillows and blankets, handholding frightened patients. Deb knew immediately that the emergency department was where she belonged. She spent 18 years working in every role from ED transporter to ED director. And for the past 15 years, Deb has worked as a consultant, spending time in many hospitals across the country, helping to improve ED patient flow, nurse engagement, and empower the frontline staff. She is frequently sought after at local and national emergency nurses association conferences, where she shares her wit and wisdom to delighted audiences. She is a contributing author in the 2016 book, Emergency Nursing, The Profession, The Pathway, The Practice, and the 2020 Lippincott Certified Emergency Nurse Review. She is currently working with MedNation Incorporated, a technology company utilizing artificial intelligence for healthcare. Her role as implementation lead is to bring technology and machine learning to emergency nurses. Deb has been married to John for 38 years. They have three children and five grandchildren, as well as a big and happy black lab named Tank. She resides in Massachusetts and happily spends some time each winter in Florida, where she and her husband golf and relax. Deb, welcome to the BCEN and Friends podcast. Such a pleasure to have you here today. Oh, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I know our audience is really going to enjoy hearing from you, Deb. And so let's start right off. I'd love for you to tell our audience a little bit about yourself. We'd like to hear about where you live, what you do for work and fun, and anything else you'd like us to know, because you've had quite the career and you are quite the impressive gal. So tell us all about it. (laughs) Why, thanks. You made it sound good. Well, you already talked that I come from Massachusetts. Um, if, if you hadn't told them, they would probably guess by my accent. I get that everywhere I go. Um, and right now, what I am doing is working for a company called Ben Mission. It's a healthcare IT company bringing artificial intelligence to the ED, uh, to triage nurses in particular. I'm calling it my easing into retirement job. 
Um, so I'm still on the road, but not nearly as much. And I am able to spend time both at my home with my kids and grandkids and at a condo we have in Florida that I, uh, my husband's happily retired. So I come and go. I'm still traveling. I love emergency nursing uh, because of the ever-changing landscape, because in the ED, you never know what's coming through the door. And I think I was always that kid who was bored, um, easily bored. So what you don't know is nursing is actually my second career. I started out as a teacher, didn't go back into nursing until my kids were four, three, and two years old, uh, at which time I thought, oh, I might like to be a nurse, but I really didn't know a lot about it. I don't have a happy story like most of your nurses who always wanted to be a nurse. I, I thought it was worth giving it a try. Um, and so I did go back to nursing school. And in doing so, I took a job as a transporter in the ED. And it was it was within a few weeks on the job that I knew that someday I was coming back to the ED. That wasn't the day before tubes. And I literally, we didn't have a Fitbit in those days, but I'll tell you, I got my step. Absolutely. You did, especially with no pneumatic tubes and being an ED transporter. Um, you were probably walking more than anybody was. And it makes sense to hear you say that you were a teacher first, because I've had the pleasure to work alongside you and I can totally see, and, and nurses should be teachers to some degree, but you really have a knack for, for helping people understand and breaking things down and putting processes in place so people can get them easily and you make it easy for people to follow. So I see, I see that teacher and you coming out and I did not know that about you. So that's really interesting. And you really have had, a, had an amazing career. So you worked, you worked in all those roles in the emergency department. And then you went to many, many hospitals across the country, which is where I met you. Um, helping hospitals improve some of the things in their emergency departments that are troublesome. Deb, I don't know, are there a couple of things that stand out over your career that you would highlight that you would share with us that really like, wow, that was really great that I got to do that or got to be there? You know, what, what is really great that I got to do was to be in so many different EDs across the country. And uh, before this podcast, I was trying to think like, how many have I been in? And, and honestly, I, I I'm guessing maybe 40 or 50, but I don't honest to God know. What I do know is they're all so unique and they're all so alike. Like mm -hmm. every ED is special and different and has its own vibe. And all EDs are like all other EDs. We're all the same. We're all in this together. And so it just blows my mind that no matter where in the country, big, small, trauma center, critical access hospital, no matter what, we're one of a kind. We are all one of a kind. Yeah, that is so true. I've been in quite a few of them myself, and I can relate to what you're, what you're saying there. And one of the things that really stands out about you, and I think it's why people love to listen to you speak and people gravitate toward you and you're so successful when you do go on to these sites. And I'm sure it's the same with what you're doing with Mednition now as you go on site to help people implement. So, but you, you have this passion that just, that just comes right out of you for patient care. You want patients to have the best, but you also have this passion for nurses. Where does this passion come from? You started out as a teacher you love the ED, you got bored easy. So you've said that, but you really like, like I'm, I, you really do have quite, I mean, it's, it's, it's palpable, the passion you have. Where does that come from, Deb? Well, I think we all 
want to be the best that we can be. I think every person, I, I mean, every nurse, but every person, it's not just nursing. Everybody um, wants to do the best they can and be the best they can. And I think in nursing, we're able to give and, and in giving we receive. And I think, um, I don't know, I gravitate towards kind of the naysayers, like the ones that are a little grumpy and try to get from them what what is it about them walking in their shoes or how did they get like that? Or how can I talk to them? And, and, it, and it may go back to what you said about trying to be uh, or being a teacher and trying to figure out how to help that person move forward. And I think, you know, uh, part of my role when I first became a consultant was to be an interim leader. A lot of times I was an interim leader in addition to doing process improvement. And I think what nurses fail to recognize is as a nurse, you are a leader. Whether you think you're a manager or in management, um, you're a leader when you're a nurse. You, everything you do all day, every day, you're on stage. Oh, that person's a nurse. You know, people see you and watch everything you do. And I think in leadership and nursing, it's it's even more so. Like everything you do, you are constantly on stage. But I think we forget that. And that all nurses are leaders. And it, it's just part of, part of our profession. Yeah. We're all, as you know, right now, we're always in the spotlight. Yeah. So true. We, that, that thought about always being on stage is, is um, really something to remember. Uh, it's a good, that's a great thought. A good reminder for all of us. And Deb, I know that you, um, as you spend time in workplaces, and I know you've got a lot of nurses across the country you stay in touch with. What are you hearing and seeing as we, as we sit here in early March, 2022, What's the sentiment out there? What's going on with nursing? What are you seeing? What are you hearing? I think we're all hearing the same thing and that that healthcare workers, all healthcare workers have gone from superhero to big fat zero, you know, within the last year or so. I will say everywhere I see sadness and fatigue, I, almost even fatigue, fatigue, like we're tired of being tired of being tired. I'd like to hope there's some light at the end of our tunnel. You know, as well as I, that what we're seeing so much is uh, nurses throwing their hands up and, and leaving the workplace and not loving their work environment or their team or their leaders. And mm -hmm. I would say half the nurses I know um, are either retiring or going to travel, get out of where I am now and go somewhere else, at which time I know they will find, guess what? we're all the same, no matter where you go. But I think, I don't know, they're trying to escape or find something different or, or just re regroup and find the passion again. I don't know, but I know that everywhere nurses are just so burnt right now. That's what I'm hearing too, Deb. And it's, it's uh, very concerning. Um, and it's, it's, I know it's on our minds and on our hearts every day. Mm. Any words of wisdom, how, how, what words of wisdom would you have for for our nurses and other healthcare workers, you mentioned them. I mean, nurses are certainly not the only ones, mm -hmm. but what words of wisdom would you have for them right now? Right now, I would say, hang in there. Right now, I would say, um, you know, my late mother-in-law had the best line ever. And we say it all the time and, and we chuckle and think of Nana, um, but she always would say in times of dress, this too shall pass. This too shall pass, you know, just hang in there. I, I think what I'd say is support each other. Um, support all your colleagues. You just don't know the burden others are carrying. You don't know what's going on 
you know, with each other and, and don't be afraid to ask, are you all right? Um, is there something I can do for you? Uh, don't be afraid to get up out of your chair and go in the room and help somebody else who's struggling. Is there something you need with your patient? I'm all caught up. Can I help you? We've always learned that and we've always done that, but right now it's so hard to get my own stuff done. I, it's twice as hard to look out for you. Yeah. And I think we all need that. Yeah. That's great, Deb. That's really, that's really good advice. Um, I think the other thing that when we, when we talked as we were getting ready for this podcast, one of the other things that struck a chord with me, Deb, as you mentioned to me that, you know, seeing many new practice nurses who are new to the practice, who are quickly becoming the most senior person at the job right now for nurses that find themselves in that position, like, you know, they're six months in, but suddenly they're the most senior person there. And, and now there's more new nurses coming. I think, I think you had some good thoughts for these new practice nurses to continue to build their knowledge and skills in the midst of this chaos tidal wave that's flushing over everybody right now. Well, Janie, as you know, as I know, when we started nursing first, as I said, you couldn't get a job in the ER until you put your time in on the, on the floors, right? It was like the sacred mm-hmm. place. And now absolutely. These- yeah, now these new hires are coming straight from, from nursing school to the ED, and within six months, they're alone in triage, or they're the trauma nurse for the night. And I think what us, I don't want to say older, us more seasoned <laughs> veteran nurses have always done is um, calculate experience by time. You have to be here X, Y, Z, hours, minutes, days, years, two years for triage, two years to take your CEN. Remember that you couldn't take your CEN. Right. You weren't there 2000 hours or two years. Right. Um, And I think, I think in a lot of ways, there's, there's new to practice nurses who are born leaders that could and should be in a leadership role, but we put a ceiling up saying you haven't done your time. I think some nurses gravitate better to trauma, better to sight, better to triage than others. And I think for the new to practice nurses is to understand where they feel comfortable and where they feel confident. And, and for all new to practice nurses is don't be afraid to ask questions. And I do know in the day, um, it was real tough to ask questions. I, I do remember, oh, oh, Mrs. Transport, now she's here to be our boss. I mean, imagine that, that transition from, from nurse to boss, Never mind the transporter. They'd be like, Deb, there's a patient in the hall, bring him upstairs. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm your boss. Um, But I think ask questions, Uh, join ENA, go to your local chapter. Uh, Don't be afraid to, you know, there's so many things they can do now. God, if we could have watched, you know, Facebook or YouTube to see how to do some techniques or have Sim man, um, I think life would have been a whole lot easier. So there's things they can do to exacerbate their learning. Yeah. So they can take what skills they have and learn so much more quickly that that time is not the judge of experience. You know, part of what I'm doing at Mid-Mission, um is working with triage nurses. And we see some nurses um, are just more adept at, at getting better ESI levels and understanding triage better. And it it's not necessarily years of experience. Um, so you have to just say, you know, what, what am I good at? And as a new nurse, you know, take classes, do, take review classes, go look online, uh, go to conferences and never stop learning, never stop learning. There's always something new to learn. 
Yeah, I, I love your thought about asking questions. And I think I think it is sometimes people feel um, afraid to ask a question or, oh my gosh, I feel like I should already know that. And here I'm about to ask, yeah. I can't possibly yeah. do that. But I, I can, I can honestly say that I've seen cases where people asking questions actually save someone's life or at the very least cause them from further harm. So gosh, I hope, I hope, uh, I hope if any, if even one person hears that and decides they're going to ask more questions, then we've done our job here. All right. Well, I've been hogging all the questions away from Mark. So I'm going to, Mark, would you, Mark's going to get involved now. He's I'm, I'm going to ask you some questions. Dr. Delaney, can you tell us about a person? <laughs> Call me Deb. All right, Dr. Deb Delaney. No, no. <laughs> okay, Deb. Deb, I just like it's it rolls so nicely, Dr. Delaney. I just like that. Yes. Can you tell us about a person or moment in your career that greatly impacted you? Well, I can tell you about a moment, and it wasn't a pretty one. I was a, a reasonably new leader, and I I will say that I think leaders in nursing historically. Um, meant that you were good clinically. So you ran a great code or you, you had, were good in a trauma. And then somehow as a boss, you're supposed to know how to lead people. And I'm sorry, but the two are not aligned. Um, and I was a reasonably new leader and I was uh, very loyal and defensive and proud of my team. And the chief nursing officer um, had some feedback for me that I wasn't wise enough to not answer back pretty loud in front of a whole host of people at the nurse's station. And I remember doing it. <laughs> I was kind of smug about it, actually. And she just looked me in the face and said, do you think that might have been just a bit unprofessional? And I said, why, yes, I do. Um, and it just occurred to me at that moment, like, how calm she was and how fired up I was. I'm very passionate. And it taught me the hugest lesson. Like, wow, that was not the place or time or audience. And it was a life lesson that I've always kept. And that is, you know, what is that? Praise in public and, and give feedback in private and don't mouth off at the CEO in front of the whole entire ED. Yeah, I think that's true. I think we've all had something like that in our lives where we look back and in the moment... <laughs> Well, good. Thank you for it sharing that. Pretty. A few rapid fire questions for you. What oh would you be doing if you were not in your current role? Oh, I'd be babysitting my grandkids every day. And how old are your grandkids? My grandkids are 15, 12, 10, 7, and 1. Excellent. Now I'm going to ask you some favorite questions. And feel free to skip one if you want to. But what is your current favorite book? Oh, well, my favorite authors are like John Grissom, Nicholas Sparks. I go all over the place. Currently, I'm reading like um, real stories of kids who had tragic lives and turned out okay. Or like um, the one that um, pops off my head is um, Call Me Tuesday, which I don't even know that's a true story, but those kinds of stories. Um, I don't know why, because they're sad, but... And lately, I've been reading a little more political books, but I don't think we're going to go there. Okay. No, that's good. That's fine. I figure maybe with the grandkids, there'll be a lot of uh, children's books. I don't Like Who Moved My Cheese? That was one of my favorite at work. There we go. <laughs> How about a favorite movie? Probably The Wizard of Oz, because, because. but um, I have two favorite Christmas movies, 
and we watch them every single year. Um, Christmas Vacation, which is a must do at my house. Yes. And It's a Wonderful Life, which is the other must do. Um, so I, Great. I guess those. The Griswolds. Okay. And your, how about a favorite song? I would say I Hope You Dance, Leanne Wormack. That is a good song. Very good song. Yes. I just like, like dance. Do it. Yeah. I'm with you. And how about a comfort food or meal? What's your go-to comfort food or meal mm. that you like? Yeah. It might be pizza. Yes. <laughs> no, with the uh, with the pineapples and ham. No, that's a big fat no. I'm with you. Pizza is always good. Absolutely. How about uh, Deb? Do you have any hobbies or interest? Golf, because I'm in Florida with my husband, who's retired, and so I'm learning the game. I've been learning it a long time. I'm not getting any better, but it's fun. It's outdoors. It's it's. Keeps in with my husband. I'm a new addict at OTF, which is Orange Theory Fitness, which is um, there's a joke among my colleagues that in every state I've ever been in, I've joined at least one gym. And I get where I'm going and I join the gym and then I go about two times and pay for the membership and then I go to a new state. I have, um, I think I have three gyms in Missouri, Jamie. Um, but OTF, Orange Theory Fitness, is nationwide, so I can find my gym when I travel, and it's kind of a cult, and I'm loving it. So that's my second. Um, that's perfect for you. Passion. Yeah. That's great. Excellent. Super. You know, with golf, you can't, at least I can get a lot of exercise with golf because I walk a lot because the ball goes all different places. <laughs> so it's just, it's kind of how you look at it, right? So, yeah. So, Deb, if our audience would like to follow you online, uh, what social media platforms are you on? You're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Is that correct? Yes, yes, and yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I will, for our audience, put those out in the write-up of this uh, podcast so you can find the exact location. So good. Excellent. Deb, I want to thank you for taking the time today to join us on this episode of BCN and Friends <laughs> and for sharing your time and stories. Thank you, Deb. Oh, thank you for having me. And to all of our listeners, we hope you'll stay tuned as we continue on with BCN and Friends and bringing new and meaningful content and perspectives. If you have a suggestion for an episode, please email us at bcn at bcen.org. I'm Mark Eggers with Janie Shoemaker, and on behalf of the entire BCN team, we thank and celebrate you for all that you are doing as professional nurses across the emergency spectrum. Until next time, 